Hey, welcome to The Conversation. I'm Joel here with my dad. And I'm Rick. Hey. Hey, dad. So growing up, um, you know, we, we were a product of Christian education. We were partially homeschooled, partially spent a lot of time in Christian school. And we were really taught to have a lot of confidence in our faith. And, you know, you're not supposed to doubt. And we would hear verses like, uh, you know, we'd hear the story of, of Peter walking on the water. And then whenever he starts to, to slip into the water, Jesus lifts him up and says, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And yeah. I, I grew up hearing that basically, if you doubt, I've even heard people say, if you doubt, it's a sin. And uh, I, I, I bought it for a long time, uh-huh. but then I actually started to have some doubts and I was like, oh my gosh. And you start to feel this <laughs> condemnation. Yeah. And I want to talk today about what does it look like? Is it okay for Christians to have doubts about their faith? And is it a sign that your faith is slipping if you have doubts? Because it seems like faith and doubt would be the like uh, polar opposites of each other. Um, but I'm I'm tending to believe that faith and doubt actually kind of go together. They they kind of alternate and go together as you yeah. move forward. And so I want to talk and like maybe if there's people that have, I know a lot of people in the last few two maybe year or two have been really disappointed. They thought God was going to come through on some yeah. things. I've been talking to a lot of people that through COVID, they saw a lot of things happen that they're like, wait, why would God allow this to happen? Um, and, and, you know, in their marriages, a lot of people, their marriages or, yeah. or their finances, and it's causing them to doubt the faith that they at once were so certain about. But yet now they're going, you know, I don't know what I what I believe on this. And, and I'll, I'll just be honest, for me, I think in the last year or two, I've never had more doubts about my faith, but in the weirdest way, I've never had more confidence in my faith. Uh-huh. And I think I maybe had confidence in the wrong things before. <laughs> yeah. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I, I can relate 100% to what you're saying. I'm hoping we can somehow put it into words Yeah. so that people can understand that. That's the danger because you see a lot of people, they, they have the doubts and then they start bringing up all these questions and then they just kind of leave it out there hanging in yeah. their journey. A couple of years ago, an author got in trouble for that. A very famous author. He asked a bunch of really, honestly, very good questions. Yeah. But he put them in a book yeah. and then he just kind of left it hanging and everybody's yeah. like, you're leading people astray. Yeah. And it was kind of a little bit reckless on his behalf. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with the questions, but I'm not so sure it be, should be putting in a mass market book. That that was my problem with that as well. It's like there are people who are just getting their feet on the ground, and he was asking questions of theologians that theologians should be, you know, studying in a smoke filled dark room in the back, you know, to come up with the answers. <laughs> should theologians with. be smoking? <laughs> well, I don't know. C.S. Lewis took the example, did, yeah. you know, so I don't know. Uh, I'm just, uh, yeah, anyway, so there, uh, that was my problem with that. There's not, nothing wrong with asking the questions. Yeah. Although I think he was kind of leaning toward, uh, this is the way I'm believing and I'm mm-hmm. not believing in a hell. And so therefore, because uh, I don't think he was just asking honest questions. But anyway, that's not up to me to judge. Forgive Which, me, Lord. That's a big <laughs> statement right there. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. No, and I think not. in a lot of, maybe a lot of us growing up in our faith, Maybe if you grew up in a strict religious school, yeah. there is something wrong with asking questions. You'll get your hand slapped with a ruler if you ask <laughs> well, questions. I, I think parents, a lot of times parents too, freak out when their kids start to ask these heavy questions because mm. they're afraid that oh, I might you know, I might lose control of my child. He might turn his back on the Lord. And so it's easy for a parent 
to freak out when a kid's asking questions like that. And I think that then all of a sudden tells the child that there's something wrong with asking questions. There's something wrong with having questions. Yeah, I I never felt like when I would ask questions that were hard, I never felt like you you would freak out. And sometimes you would say, that's a great question. I actually, I've wrestled with that myself. Yeah. Let's look at the Bible. What does it have to yeah. say about it? Well, and that's because I've had a lot of questions. I've wrestled with things. I still wrestle with things. I still don't, there's still more I don't understand. In fact, the more I get into it, the more I realize, oh my goodness, there's this, <laughs> there's volumes of stuff I don't understand. I just have basic, a basic foundation. Yeah. But, and, and here's my, here's my take on that. It's like, if we go through life just sort of flitting along, oh, it's, you know, you just believe and I believe what the Bible says. God said it, I believe it, and that's that enough. That settles it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and well, that's good, but uh, what about this and what about that? And when he said this, what did he mean by that? And did he mean this? or did, Because you've got, you can take the same scripture and you have solid biblical Christians who read one passage. Is it God's will that any should perish? No, that all should be saved. But... There's a whole stream of Christians that say, ah, some of them are predestined to it anyway. Because yeah. that was written to us word. She's loving and kind to us word, not willing. So we read this exact same passage and come up with exact opposite definition. So yeah. to say, well, I just believe the Bible, that's wonderful. But um, at some point in time, if you haven't wrestled with some of these things, you're going to hit a wall. You're going to hit a difficult time, or you're going to hit a skeptic who has hard questions. And if you just say, "Well, I don't know," I just believe. All you do is just believe. <laughs> I don't know. If you're that ditzy, well, then have at it. You're going to have a wonderful life. The crazy thing is, just believe is a right answer, but it's not a it full is. answer. It yeah. is. And and you also have the context of. I remember, you know, the first time I went to Africa, and I had a real, I had a really solid theology about can Christians be oppressed by demons? <laughs> yeah. And they laughed and they're like, <laughs> that's easy for you, American. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you should see some of the stuff I've seen. And they're like, you know, that my theology was ridiculous to them because they had seen in real life people yeah. they knew had a relationship with Christ and a demonic oppression. And, it, you know, a lot now of you times- You just stirred up some real theological pots I, But here. that's the thing. I know, that's I know, the thing. It's, it's right. In many ways, uh, certainty- is kind of a function of a limited limited experience. Exactly. And it's really, yeah. uh, unfortunately, the more experience you get, it's a blessing, but it's also makes, it, it adds more variables to the equation where you go, wait a second, I have this really clear theology about what demons, demonic- <laughs> What they could and couldn't and do. And these African brothers and sisters of mine are dealing with a reality that it, they're like, can't yeah. believe whatever you want. I've seen this. And you go, oh my goodness. What's the saying about a man with a theory? Yeah, a person and, with experience is never at the mercy of a person with a theory. You can exactly. just, yeah. So there's the challenge of, of that where you've got cultural contexts. You've got yeah. uh, your personal experiential context. You've got- theological translation context. And again, the goal of this podcast isn't to throw, you know, throw you into confusion. No. One of the things that frustrates me a lot of times is kids go off to college and you have some angry, bitter professor who's determined to just like, just rattle their whole foundation. Right. And I don't think that's right. I think our goal is to guide people to actually truly seek truth. Most of them, their goal is to just deconstruct everything you think right. you know. And then you can rebuild it in your own infinite wisdom. Right. And your own infinite experience as a 20-year-old. As a 20-year-old. That's the funny yeah. thing too. It's like, You're a 20-year-old now. You have so much experience. Yeah. Tell, tell us what we- I've <laughs> just ripped up all the foundation that's been laid in you over 20 years. Now you build your own. Yeah. And, so, and then you just create these doubting people who just doubt and question everything. Yeah. So there's an element of- we need a solid foundation. You, you you taught us that as as you taught me that that as as kids, 
everything's very concrete and they need something concrete yeah. to build upon. Uh, but then once you've got that foundation, I mean, I think about all of the Bible verses we learned and then the, the interpretation of them was one way. And now as I'm older, I'm like, wow, there's a lot more to that Bible verse than what I learned. Yeah. But you, you've got to get that foundation right. Um, otherwise you really will have crippling doubt. Yeah. You know, I, I, here's what I look at. Like when you go through those times of really having those doubts and having those questions, I look at it this way. You know, we're getting ready to, we're trying to figure out how to put in a little road on a little piece of property. And uh, we've got some caliche out there, but. Uh, Nobody knows what caliche is. It's clay. It's clay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I say caliche and everybody's like, what is caliche? <laughs> what is caliche? Unless you live in central Texas, you don't know what caliche <laughs> okay, is. Okay. Well, we got it everywhere. It's, it's a clayish kind of soft uh, clay mud. Thing. Which makes a great road. Until it rains. Yeah. And then it tends to, but what you do is you mix some uh, rocks and gravel in with it and then yeah. it makes a great road and it stays there. So to me, but so then you pack that all down and you got a great, nice, hard road. To me, what you're building is a foundation when you're struggling with those things. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, I'm having a difficulty understanding, pick a topic, because I've had struggles with all the of them. Trinity. You know, the Trinity. Yeah. The Trinity. Okay, I don't understand the Trinity. I don't understand this one or, or healing. That's what I still don't understand. You know, it's still what I'm dealing with. God, you know, what? why do, did you put it in there if you don't want to do it all the time? Why didn't you say, hey, sometimes I'll heal, yeah. sometimes I won't? You know, it's just like, I don't know. So when I wrestle through these things, the ones that I've actually come to some kind of conclusion, also now I have a solid foundation. When a skeptic comes or they have questions, I can say, look, Right or wrong, this is where I've built my foundation. Mm -hmm. I just struggle through that. Shall we talk about it in the area of Calvinism and Arminianism? You know, until I even knew what that was. You know, which most people listening probably yeah, don't know. Don't what listen that is. to it. It's basically two extreme views of God. Of one is God is in total control of everything, and then another is God knows what can be known. And, and yeah, and it, and if you don't know which you are, you're Arminian, and be happy in it, and yeah. don't even check the other one out. <laughs> but I had because I found myself in that camp having we, to struggle through it. We, of course, are perfectly balanced here exactly at, yes. at our show here so uh if, if you need <laughs> advice come to us we're perfectly balanced right in the middle we'll give you the ultimate we're truth. calvinians yes, yes we're so uh, and we're and we're humble about <laughs> it too humble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i had to struggle with that yeah, for like yeah. four to six years and finally i found my foundation and where i rested right or wrong i'm comfortable now and i can explain i can actually argue on either side somebody no. comes to me and they start slamming calvinists i can say well look look, look at this they've got some legit arguments yeah so. and come to me you start slamming the armenians i can say well look here's look some, at this yeah. you know everybody's got the bible for it everybody and everybody believes the bible i've heard people say well how can anybody who reads the bible believe that yeah I go, well let me tell you here's how they read it so, but the point is, I have a solid foundation now that I've built, right or wrong, I could be totally wrong, but at least I've worked it out, understand scripture, and I'm comfortable with it. And, you know, God may tear it all up when I get there and say, well, you were goofy, but at least I'm not washed back and forth, you know, like a double-minded man it yeah. talks about in James. Well, and I think the the longer you walk with the Lord, you more. It's funny sometimes the things you were so worried about at the yeah. start of your faith aren't that important, and then and you're like, well, why are they worried about that? And then as you walk more with the Lord, you're like, wow, this this thing is actually really important. Yeah. Uh, there was a book I read a few years back uh, called The Critical Journey by a lady named Janet Hagerberg, and I recently interviewed her, and she's just a, a wonderful, amazing woman. And she basically concluded that there are kind of six stages in the life of faith that we kind of keep going back around. The first stage is this recognition of God. And this is this the beginning of faith where you all of a sudden realize there's a God who created me. He's got a plan for me. He wants a relationship with me. And 
and each, each stage you have these challenges you come across. And um, the first doubt that you have in stage one is that that I would be worthy of that. And you have to come to realize, well, you weren't worthy because right. of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, in stage two, it's when you kind of step into what's called the life of discipleship. And this is literally where you're trying to build a foundation. And you tend to latch on to one teacher and what that teacher says is gold. And what the guy across the street says, the preacher across the street says, that's just that's just wrong. What my preacher says is right. That guy across the street, wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, and you latch onto that one person, you build this foundation. Then next, eventually, you, what's called the, the predictive life, which is where you start to realize God's placed some gifts in me. There's something I, I, I need to be doing with that. But then eventually you start hitting these kind of deeper, um, more challenging levels. I mean, each of these comes with their own challenges, but the journey inward is where you start to go, how come... I've still got some of these hangups. Uh, that's stage four is the journey inward yeah. where you're going, yeah, man, I've been serving God. I memorized my Bible verses. I pray, but I'm still really angry. And, you know, I've still got a lot of fear. And you, and there's these doubts that come in of like, well, should I, should I still have these issues? Like, but there, it's mm -hmm. interesting that in each stage of growth, there's these doubts. Then you hit what's called the wall. And this is kind of the ultimate doubt. Uh, this is what would, you know, St. John of the cross, he called it the dark night of the soul. This is where you look around and you go, hold up. God is not what I thought God was or who he was. And he doesn't act the way I thought he did and the way I thought he should. And you hit this wall and, and she says that the wall looks different for every person and nobody can, you know, a spiritual director, a pastor can't necessarily walk you through the wall because it looks different for every person. And then you eventually step out into the journey outward and, and, and the life of love where you start to realize, well, it's not really about you anyways. It's about God working his life of love through you and outward. But one of the things that interest, that's interesting to me is it seems to me that the further along you go in these journeys, and she says, you know, you don't want to compare your journey to somebody else's because they all grow. It's basically this idea of you transcend and include. You 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 need each level. So you don't despise the previous levels. You don't go, mm -hmm. oh, that guy's just a... You know, he's just a little baby stage tour. You don't use yeah. it for that purpose because okay, yeah. every stage is necessary. But with every stage, there's some doubt that comes with it. And then it, it's interesting because it seems that the doubts get bigger the further along you walk into the mystery of God's love. Yeah, they get more cosmic. Yeah, yeah. and that sounds so, you know, zen, cryptic, uh -huh. like, whoa, whoa. But it's really true. And I mean, I, I have a, a, a friend, a friend there, a couple, and um, she recently accepted the Lord. I say recently, it's been about 10 years now, but he's been walking with the Lord for, he accepted Christ as, you know, he's like five or six, 30, 40 years. And he's been going through some deep doubts. He kind of hit that wall mm -hmm. right after stage four. And I remember his wife, she she texted me one time. She's like, I got to talk to you. And she, I was like, what's going on? She's like, I think he's going to walk away from God. He's going to lose his faith. And I'm like, what's going on? And I talked to him and he starts telling me the questions he's wrestling with. I'm like, he's at the wall. And, and I said, listen, I don't think your husband's in any danger of walking away because when you get to that point, it's kind of a, like Peter. Yeah, you know, when, when Peter, in too deep. Yeah, Peter, the, Jesus is you know, speaking and he starts talking about eating my, my uh, body and drinking my blood and all these people are like, whoa, is he talking about cannibalism? Yeah. And all these people, the crowd start to leave and Jesus turns to Peter and he's like, you taking off too, buddy? And Peter's like, I don't know what else to do. You've, we've given up everything to follow you. Where else do we go? You've got the words you of have life. the words of life. And a lot of times we yeah. get to that stage in our faith where we go, man, I've got too much invested in this. I'm not walking away, but I have no clue what I'm doing anymore. And there's this element where you come to this place of, I guess I'm just going to be okay with the things I don't know about that. You know, kind yeah. of Psalm 31, is it Psalm 131 where 
Uh, King David says, my heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful don't for me. Don't concern myself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you come to a place in your walk with yeah, God you where you say, there's so much more mystery about God that I just, like, I don't understand what he what he's doing most of the time. I don't yeah. understand. I don't even... I know the basics. That's enough. Yeah, and I'm not going to concern myself with things that are too great and 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 marvelous for under my understanding, too wonderful for me. And I think we all get to that place. And sometimes it's the further along you walk with God, the longer you walk with Him, it almost feels like there's less and less certainty. But mm. for me, I've had more yeah. and more confidence in it. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to have all the answers. It's like it, it's almost like you don't have to have all the details because you you got the general basics and you know okay yeah I, it's all going to work out. Yeah, I well, all the I still doubt it was going to work out sometimes, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got that faith that yeah. if we know all things are working together for the good of those who love Him, yeah. those who are called according to His purpose. That's where that faith comes in. It, it's like I really do believe that the words He said are going to somehow pan out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I sometimes I doubt his methods. Yeah, but yeah, uh, question. Yeah, yeah. I would second guess his methods. A <laughs> second yeah, yeah, guess. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's interesting because you're talking about the, the critical journey, and it's kind of like it's really like a life of a child. It starts off with amazement. Oh, Jesus loves me. So you're amazed. It's yeah. like the little kids, like, ooh, look, you know, the little things swirling above their head in their crib. Ooh, that's amazing. I love it. And they giggle and laugh. And then you're really confident. You're sure of everything, you know? That's that life of discipleship. Like, yeah, that's oh, I know now. I know now. Pretty, I know. Yeah, yeah, I have no doubts, no doubts. And then you get into doing, 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 doing. And then you kind of move into becoming, you know, wow, that inward moving. Good. So before, oh man, I just got to do something for Jesus. And all these, none of them are bad, but then- They, they build on each other. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have that solid foundation of, I know- yeah. If if you don't have a solid ground to stand on to make boldly declare, I know yeah. you're gonna you won't have anything to you're just gonna be waffling yeah. all over falling all over the place. And, and that reminds me of the the idea behind kids. You know, that I used to think it was goofy when well, you never crawled. That's why you never developed these. But there are actually mental things in your brain that develop through crawling, and so they'll have the twelve year old go back and crawl across. The, I don't know. It seems a little goofy, but apparently there I didn't is know some, that's a thing. Yeah, there are apparently some neurological <laughs> developments really? that take place when you crawl, and so a kid who goes straight from sitting to walking miss some development in really. His, yeah, I, I didn't know. know that. Yeah, well, check that out. Google it. You may find okay. out. I'm totally flipped. It. I kind of doubt that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I did for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we know? We don't have experience. Don't yeah, I went when in doubt, make it up. That's right. So anyway, so so then you, you're, it's that becoming, and then all of a sudden, boom, things kind of fall apart, and you get to that wall where, yeah, becomings. You're not becoming what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, you know, and, and becoming what you're going to need to be is going to take a yeah. lot more than you thought it was going to take. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a thing that helped me early on in my in my walk with the Lord and in this area of doubt was this. Um, I discovered that though I may not have an answer for something, that doesn't mean there's not an answer. Mm. And it might even be a simple answer. It might not even be some complex theological concept. It may, and, and I learned it really young uh, as I was really probably just been walking with the Lord for a few years. I was uh, on a bus somewhere and... Um, I think I was actually signing up, going back and forth, doing my test for the Navy, going in the military, you know. Somebody gave me a book and it was like, a, you know, a whole book of contradictions in the Bible, you mm. know, just what you need, right, as a new believer. So I was reading <laughs> through it and a lot of them were real obvious things like, come on, dude, you know, just, but there was one that kind of knocked me off guard and it was really dumb because it was like, it's in Proverbs where it says, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be reduced to his level. Yeah. 
And the next verse says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he thinks he's smarter than you, basically. Yeah. And I thought, well, okay, that can't be a contradiction because it's right next to each other. I mean, it's not like they're- How did the editor not catch that? (laughs) Somebody would have gotten that (laughs) over 2,000 years. Well, this was Proverbs, so over 4,000 years, somebody would have caught that one. So I thought it can't be a contradiction, but it's like bad advice. It's like, what, what do you do? So I actually went to my pastor and I thought, oh, here's this really heavy duty question. How do you deal with this? And he goes, he looked at me and he goes, well, it's like being caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. He's saying, it's simply saying that if you get in an argument with a fool, you, you can't win. That's right. And I go, well, duh. And I thought, but, but that really kind of rocked me. And I thought, okay, well, that was a simple answer. Why didn't I see that? What, what's interesting too, is that some is, is some might be a function of your personality too. Because that was that's a very poetic device. I'd see that. I'd yeah. be like, "Oh, how ironic! You're never going to win with a fool." And you're like, "Yeah, you're liter- you're very literal on those things." He's telling me what to do. Yeah, here. and you're like, "What well, do I do? Yeah, what do I do?" That's and that is a challenge too. Is it the personality part of it? Yeah, and and so it did. You know, it did throw me off. And then I had another situ- situation where a guy. Uh, this is when I was in the military and we were playing pool, you know, playing pool with a guy and he goes, I was sharing the gospel and he goes, well, I just don't think it's right that one man could die for everybody's sin. Explain that to me. And I'm going, oh, um, I, you know, I don't know, you know, and for years I had no answer for him, you know, until I was reading in Romans and all of a sudden I see again, it's not a hard answer. I just didn't know the answer, but that doesn't mean there's not an answer. Right. I'm reading in Romans that sin came into the world through one man. So therefore, righteousness came into the world through one man. I thought, oh, it's yeah. symmetric. It's balanced. It's God. Then again, his, the symmetry of God, you know, the yin and yang. Do we mention that one? The yin, and, and, and I saw, well, it was, ju- it was the only just and right way if sin came into the world through one man. So again, what I'm saying is if you're struggling with something yeah. and you can't find an answer, that doesn't mean there's not an answer. And in the meantime, hang on. Yeah until you find an answer. And it may not even be the side of eternity. Which is where I think Jesus so many times says, if you seek, seek, seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah. If you seek, you will find. There's an, there's a, we're not called to have all the answers, but we are right. called to seek. There's a book I read recently uh, and I didn't agree with everything he said, um, but he was talking about how, how certainty can actually lead to sin because we become so confident. And God never asks us to be, you know, to use truth as this weapon of certainty yeah. to like strike people down. But, you know, I heard, I've heard it said this way that the Bible uh, is compared to a sword and you don't have to whack people down with a sword. You can also point the way with a sword. Um, <laughs> it, go this way instead of like whacking. Well, with, I, and I think you have to realize a sword is for whacking enemies. Right. Not people who are- People who are actually seeking. Yeah. But that's what he says in the book. He says, the thing we're called to is to seek because we're, we're looking at an infinite God who- like King David acknowledged, man, there's just some stuff that, what's that verse that says the secret things belong? Yeah, Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to God, but those things that are revealed belong to us and to our children that we may obey him. The more you get to know God, the more you get to understand he is infinitely beyond anything mm-hmm. our mind will ever understand. And we're great. We should be grateful that he reveals the truth we need yeah. to live the life that we need to live right now. And he reveals truth throughout our life. That's why you're forever growing. I'll never forget my grandpa on his deathbed. You know, he was always hustling around, moving around. He never stopped to slow down because he was always worried about, uh, he had uh, he was crippled most of his life, but he was forced probably that last year of his life to be in bed. And I remember mm-hmm. he told me a couple of days before he died, he said, you know, Joel, 
God has showed me more about himself in the last three weeks on this bed than my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, that's powerful because even to the very end, God is, he's not done working in you, man. He's gonna keep revealing the mysteries of who he is. Because from his perspective, that's not the end. That's not the end, right? You're just, not at all. Ah, you're just stepping into a new phase of the whole growth thing. Yeah. But, that, but all we're called to do is yeah. seek and then act out in obedience on the truth that he's showed us, the truth that we can understand at that part. And, and that's the beautiful part of it. You may have just come to the Lord and you're like, you know, listening and going, man, I'm trying to learn more and more. And, but there's so much to know. And you say, well, hey, you've got what you need right now right, to yeah. walk out what you need to walk out. And as you grow in the Lord, there's gonna be challenges and doubts you'll go through. And with each doubt, if you seek him, he's gonna show you the truth you need to step into. The Holy Spirit is here to guide us in all truth. Mm -hmm. You get the truth, you act out the truth at the where truth you're at. The truth you know, just and go. It, and at every phase of our life. Yeah. You're walking right where God, as long as you're seeking him. Yeah. You're right where you need to be. And we're, and we're never called to know as he knows. We're just called to love as he loves. And so you don't have to worry with all the knowledge. You don't have to worry with all that. Do what you know to do and then love people and you're going to be okay. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want more information from Joel or Rick, you can visit joelmalm.com or rickmalm.com. Please consider leaving a review of the podcast.